official K1 podcast, K1 Battlecast. You'll get news, fight reviews, and fighter interviews. And now, your hosts, Michael Shamero and Jonathan Shea. Yes, indeed, it's that time again for K1 Battlecast, the official podcast of K1. I'm your host, Michael Chavello in Melbourne, Australia, and over in Tokyo, Japan, a big hello to Jonathan Sher. Hello, Michael, and hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. And what a show we have in store for our listeners today. We are going to be reviewing the all-time greatest kickboxing fight, Mike Zambides versus Chahid in K1 Max, and we'll be talking to Iron Mike Zambides himself over in Athens, Greece, to review that epic contest against Chahid many years ago that took place in Seoul, South Korea. All that and a whole lot more, so strap yourselves in. This is K1 Battlecast. We're going back. We're going all the way back. All right, welcome to K1 Rewind. And in this segment, we talk about some of the greatest fights in K1's history. Today, we're going to talk about one fight in particular that has been coined the greatest fight in kickboxing history. I'm talking about no other fight other than the showdown between Iron Mike Zambidis and Chahid. Now, this fight has been forever emblazoned on my memory. It has been burned into my mind. And I don't think that I'm alone in this because I'm pretty sure that you feel the same way. Wouldn't you agree, Michael? Burned into the mind is an understatement. This one was unforgettable. Let's do this, Jonathan, because I know so many fans worldwide uh, have been waiting for this review. This week, we take the DeLorean back to October 3, 2010, Seoul, Korea. The K1 World Max Final 16 Part 2. The fight between Mike Zambides and Shahid Ulad Al-Hajj. You talk about... The greatest fights in K1 history, Sefo versus Hunt, Masato versus Buakau, Hug versus Bernardo, Hug versus Krokop, Hust versus Saptu. But this fight, Zambides versus Chahid tops them all. This is the best fight in K1 history and arguably the best single fight in kickboxing history. The fight that has everything. It epitomizes kickboxing at its best. It epitomizes everything we loved in K1 Max. And when you watch Zambides versus Chahid, you're not just watching a fight. You are beholding a work of art. 12 minutes of live action. You'd be pressed to see better in any mixed martial arts or boxing match. And that's not an exaggeration. People always ask me, what are the greatest fights I've ever seen? And boy, have I seen thousands of them, tens of thousands. And this one is up there with Hagler Hearns, Gutty Ward One, Ali Frazier. This is this is kickboxing's Gutty versus Ward. So first of all, Mike Zambides from Greece. He stood only 167 centimeters or five foot five. He is short enough to milk a cow standing up. You know those little dudes, those little gold dudes on the top of trophies? Mike Zambides used to model for those little dudes they put on top of trophies. He's tiny. He was once trained by the great Stan the Man Longanides, Stan the Man, a 10-time kickboxing heavyweight champion of the world. 
Zambides had beaten the likes of Wayne Parr by decision, Albert Krauss by right hook knockout, Kid Yamamoto by right hook. He had power that defied his size. He hit like a heavyweight, and his hooks off both hands were lethal. Across the ring from in Korea was this bloke named Chahid, five foot seven. He'd beaten the likes of Gago Drago, Murat Duretsky, uh, William Dienda, Warren Stevelmans, Muhammad Kamal. Shahid had terrific technique, coupled with an enormous heart and an endless gas tank. On paper, this was always going to be a great match of Zambi's aggression against Shahid's aggression. Two fast, accurate max fighters with high ring IQs, knockout power, and superb counter games. To be honest with you, the, the first 30 seconds of this fight tells you all you need to know about this fight. Just just watch the first 30 seconds and let me know if you can stop after that. I guarantee you can't. The moment they stared down during the referee's final instructions was the moment I knew it was going to get crazy. They were butting heads. They locked onto each other's eyes. Shahid shoves Zambidis away. Zambidis shakes his head and mouths an expletive at Shahid in Greek. I'm... Uh, I'm married to a Greek, so I know what he said, and I can't repeat it on air here. The bell rings, and the first 10 seconds is just pure nuttiness. That's the only word to describe it, nuttiness. In the first 10 seconds, Zambides throws 14 strikes, all of them punches, most of them hooks. He goes head, he goes body, he goes overhand right, he just unloads. Shahid throws 13 strikes in 10 seconds, including hooks, high kicks, low kicks, and knees. That's 27 combined in 10 seconds. 10 seconds! That is nuts! The first round is all Zambides. He clobbers Shahid with hooks, reddens the body with vicious rips to the liver, to the ribs. It's, it's an easy 10-9 opening for Mike. And then... Seven seconds into the second round, Zambides lands the most beautiful left hook uppercut hybrid punch you'll ever see. He loops it under, not over, but under Shahid's extended right hand and just touches him on the chin. And Shahid goes down. Shahid gets up quickly. The fight goes on. And Zambides puts on a clinic. He is all over Chahid with hooks and overhand rights that would have knocked out any lesser man, but not Chahid. And with just over 70 seconds remaining in the second round, Zambides throws the overhand right and drops Chahid for a second time, which means if Zambides knocks down Chahid once more in that round, the fight's over. Shahid gets to his feet, the fight goes on, and Zambides freaking goes for it. He tries to finish Shahid. He pounces on Shahid, left and right hooks, a jumping knee. This is Mike Zambides at his maniacal best. Shahid survives the onslaught, and with 13 seconds to go in the second round, Shahid drops Zambides. With a vicious right cross left hook combination, Zambides makes it to his feet, but he's rattled. The pendulum has finally swung. The third round is, oh man. The third round opens up 
to insanity. That's, that's the only way to describe it. Both men are out to kill each other. There's no holding back. There's an eight-second period from like the 18-second mark of the third round through to about the 26-second mark. It's, it's like watching a Hollywood movie. It's like watching John Wick. It's like watching a film in Fast Forward. Both Zambides and Shahid just unloading on each other inside a phone booth. At this point in the match, I remember the commentary. Ray Sefo says, this is by far one of the best fights I've seen in K1. And that's from Ray Sefo. That's from a guy who has seen them all. And I remember looking at Ray on one side of me, Mike Kogan on the other side of me, commentating, and they're both just gobsmacked at what we are seeing. In the last 20 seconds, Zambides hits Chahid with overhand rights that would have melted a heavyweight. Somehow, Chahid stands up to them. I mean, these were harpoons Mike was throwing, missiles. They were ferocious shots. In the last 10 seconds of the fight, both men go for broke. Chahid tags Zambides in the final seconds, and Zambides wobbles momentarily. He's doing a bit of the chicken dance. <laughs> but thankfully, Mike's okay. So the fight goes to the judges, and they declare it a draw. So an extension round is added. My God, we are getting another three minutes of this nuttiness. Though for the record, I want to say here, I thought Zambides won it after three rounds. I'll go on record and say that now. I thought Zambo won it after three rounds. Jonathan, if I remember correctly, back in Korea on that day, you and I both believed Zambides had done enough to win it, but we were both very pleased we get to see an extra three minutes. Are you kidding me? I just watched nine minutes of the most exciting fight ever and now i get another three minutes and i think i remember on commentary sasaki san our director cut away from the ring to show myself and kogan and ray on commentary high-fiving one another celebrating the fact that we were getting an extension round because it was one of those fights jonathan you just didn't want to end it could have been a 12 rounder it could have been a 25 rounder we wouldn't have gotten bored with it yeah sure zambides and Chahid would have run out of gas maybe but we wouldn't have gotten bored well the look of glee in all three of your faces must have matched mine completely it, it, it was the crowd was on their feet they wanted it we wanted it we got it the extension round ding, ding, the, the, the bell sounds. And just over two minutes into the extension round, Zambides lands a rare left leg high kick that slices Chahid's face open. Yeah. Uh, this was unbelievable. You remember this, don't you, Jonathan? Yeah, you I remember do. this one specifically. Yeah, I mean, he kicked him with his um, shin. Shin, shin yes. across orbital, cuts him wide open. It's a money box on the cheek of Chahid. You could have stuck a, a, a roll of dimes in the cheek of Chahid with the way that Mike Zambides cut him. And what was so rare about it is that you just don't see high kicks from Mike Zambides. And if you do, they're usually to distract an opponent. They're not to inflict damage, but this time it inflicted damage on Chahid. And Chahid was, I gotta say, was a little shocked that Zambo at 5-5 was able to wrap the shin up to the chin of Chahid and cut him open. And then with 35 seconds remaining, Zambides land, and you've got to go to the video, folks, and, and, and see this. You've got to watch it again and again. 35 seconds to go. In the extension round, Zambides lands one of the cleanest textbook overhand rights you will ever see, and he drops Chahid again. Chahid falls forward and face plants on the canvas. Somehow, 
I don't know how, but somehow Shahid gets to his feet, blood pissing out of his cheek, and he continues to fight, and he sees out the round. So the judges give it to Zambides. There's no doubt about it this time, and the crowd goes nuts. We go nuts in commentary, message boards, on social media, on the internet, all over the world, going to meltdown, celebrating this fight as the greatest kickboxing fight ever seen, period. And Jonathan, it deserves all the praise that has and continues to be lavished upon it. That's so true, Michael. And, you know, we often use the catchphrase, you won't want to blink. Well, in this particular case, it completely holds true. This fight had everything you want to see, everything we came to love about K1 Max. Tremendous heart, guts, intestinal fortitude, technique, knockdowns, a close call, maybe some controversy, uh, you know, an extension round. It had it all. If you go on YouTube, folks, if first of all, if you haven't seen this fight, um, please go to the fish market, yeah. order yourself a mullet, um, proceed to take the mullet home, keep it nice and wet, and then slap yourself repeatedly across both cheeks with the wet mullet because you should have seen this fight. Then go on YouTube and watch this fight and read the comments underneath. There are thousands and thousands of comments on this video all saying the same thing. They can't believe how bloody good it is. I know that for a lot of people, Jonathan, Sefo versus Hunt is the ultimate uh, K1 fight of all time. But for mine, this one trumps it. This just had everything. And even Ray Sefo agrees with that. Well, K1 World Max in this era has a ton of great fights, but this one really takes the cake. This was this was the era. This was considered the greatest pound-for-pound pound era in kickboxing history, bar none. The days of K1 Max, Masato, Buakau, Kraus, Sauer, uh, Petrosian was around at that time as well. Um, Yasuhiro Kido, uh, Kowaruamaki, Gago Trago, all these guys, Arta Kishinko, uh, they all produced the, the most golden days of, of kickboxing we've ever seen. And um, as you'll find out in our new segment coming up shortly, it looks like we may be about to revisit those days again. But folks, that has been a wrap for our K1 Rewind this week. As I said, if you haven't seen it before, go check it out on YouTube, Zambides versus Chahid. Just simply type into YouTube, the greatest kickboxing fight of all time. That's the one that'll come up. If you haven't seen it, watch it. If you've seen it, watch it again. You never get tired of it. It's been a lot of fun reviewing Zambides versus Chahid. This just in. That's news to me, man. You know the drill. It's time for the news. What have we got, Michael? Well, the big news still circulating around is the announcement that K1 Max will return in 2024, and it takes place on March 20 at the uh, Yoyogi National Gymnasium, which was the site of the first ever K1 World Grand Prix in 1993. It's a venue that holds around 14,000 people. It is storied in history, particularly the history of K1, and the K1 Global Director, Carlos Kukuta, uh, revealing that K1 Max will return, not with solely Japanese fighters, Jonathan, but with international fighters. I can't mention who yet, but I know that the K1 scouts are combing the world at the moment and signing a lot of very exciting K1 Max names. And they have announced also that K1 Max will go as heavy as 75 kilos. 
So K1 Max will be open up to 75 kilos and below, which, Jonathan, makes it very interesting because when you go back to the original K1 Max, these guys were, you know, your Zambitis and your Masatos and your Buakals. They were only around 70, 71 kilos, but now the max of the max will be 75 kilos. So you can still get those guys like the Masatos and the Buakals and the Sours back then, but fighting maybe slightly heavier guys, it opens it up to a, a very good category of what we'd call traditionally in kickboxing, middleweight to super middleweight almost. Well, Michael, I mean, some of the best memories that I have of working at K1 were K1 Max fights. And certainly they were exciting. There was no way that you could ever for a moment take your eyes off of the action that was unfolding in front of you. The beauty of this is that I know that when I speak to K1 and take a lot of people down memory lane, that uh, particularly many of the younger fans who maybe grew up watching K1 Max while they were early teens or just became teenagers have such fond memories of Max and the production values and the fights that were always just golden. They were always 100%. There were, there, there were really never any boring fights that I can remember in the history of K1 Max. You know what I'd like to do, Michael? I would like to encourage people because it's so easy to travel to Japan right now. You could get a ticket and you could come to the venue on March 20th. So I'm telling you, it's entirely possible. It's a Wednesday night. And that's interesting you say that, Jonathan, because it was just announced on the news uh, earlier this week in Australia that the number one tourist destination for Australians over the last years has not for the first time in years, it's it's usually been Bali, yeah. Indonesia, but now it's Japan. Wow. Japan's the number one destination, particularly Tokyo is the number one tourist destination for Australians. So stop by, get your ticket now. Get your ticket now, folks. They're on sale. Check out the K1 website, grab a ticket. So that is happening on March 20. We are going to have more news on this as it unfolds on fighter signings, etc. But also Carlos Kukuta made another very important announcement uh now i'm just thinking back the announcement was about a a k1 uh conducting doping tests for all athletes yeah starting next year i'm just trying to think back through my history with k1 jonathan and i don't think i can ever recall any official announcement or official press conference declaration of doping tests in the past in k1 That is not to say they did not happen. I know for a fact that fighters were drug tested after K1 fights, heavyweight and max in the past. Um, I'm just saying I I can't ever remember an official press conference mention of it, but that did happen also from K1 Global Director Carlos Kikuta. Well, it's good to see that they're kind of um, keeping the same standards as other international organizations. It's the way of the world today. And to regulate it and make the sport an even playing field for everyone, uh, I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, to not have not, not have that sort of Damocles over your head dangling sure. there. That we, Is this guy juiced? Is this guy not juiced? To know that they're not going to be on the juice. They're not going to be on the gear. They're all going to be on a level playing field. We are going to once again see the best of the best in world kickboxing knowing they are doing so clean. I think it's a good thing for the sport. I think it's a good thing for K1. And as you said, Jonathan, it brings K1 into line with other organizations, uh, other fight organizations, but also most other sports organizations where you know, doping 
test, drug tests are part and parcel. If you don't do them, you don't compete. That is our news for this week, folks. And as we get more news dropping, we will update you on our social media sites and we'll all update you on all of our K1 Battlecasts. But once again, March 20th, it's a lock. Put it in your diary. It's a Wednesday night in Tokyo. Book your tickets now. Get a flight to Japan and check out the glory and the brilliance that is K1 Max. Stand back now. That man's a superstar. All right, now we're going to bring you an interview with Mike Zambidis, Little Iron Mike. Uh, you had a chance to speak with him from Athens, right? You called him up and had a good old chat, Michael. I did, I did. You know, you know, I've known Mike Zambidis, Jonathan, since 1999. And just quickly, let me tell you that I first met Mike Zambidis in Stan the Man Longanides' house in oh, 1999. Wow. I, I, I'd gone over to Stan's house to visit him. And I'd heard there was this Greek kid called Mike Zambidis fighting on a Tarek Solak card against a guy called Barris Nezip. Barris at the time was an ISKA world champion, I think at welterweight. And I was sitting at the kitchen table with Stan. And Stan said, Chevello, let me introduce you to my fighter, Mike Zambidis. You're going to love this guy. He's here to fight Barris Nezip um, for the world title. So downstairs comes Mike Zambidis. And I'm like, thinking to myself, are you serious? This dude's like five foot five. Yeah. And Barris Nezip's like five foot 10 and a killer. You're telling me this little Greek munchkin is going to beat up Barris Nezip? Get out of here, Stan. I have a that question. That was my first thought of Mike Zambides. Yeah. I have a question. So your first impression of of him was a man of, let's, let's, let's just say not large stature. After you That's saw tiny. that fight, how did your impression of him change? Are you kidding he fights Baris Nezif. It's a 12-rounder. He beats Baris Nezif. He handles Baris Nezif, wins the ISKA welterweight championship. And I'm like, holy crap, are you serious? Stan comes up to me. He goes, Chevello, I know you didn't think much of him when I introduced you to him. What do you think now? And I said, brother, this guy is going to be a world beater. He has power in his hands. He hits like a heavyweight. He hits like you, Stan. The jumping hooks off both hands. He's a model of you. He's a five foot five version of Stan the Man Longanides. That is scary. Anyway, enough from me. Let's go now to Athens, Greece, my interview with Iron Mike Zambides. So, Mike, let's go back to Seoul, Korea in 2010, your fight against Shahid. What were your thoughts when it was announced that you were fighting Shahid? Uh, as soon as I heard that Shahid was my opponent, I knew I would be in for a hard match. And that is just what happened. Shahid was tough. Mike, what was your strategy before the fight? My strategy was to attack as much as I could, then defend, attack and defend. I planned to do that as long as possible, and I knew that I had to keep on him in the match and not relent. At any time in the fight, were you worried that you might lose to Chahid? No, I felt supremely confident. I felt physically and mentally in great shape, and I never felt for one moment that I would lose the match. How did you manage to keep such an incredible pace for the entire fight? <laughs> A lot of things played their part. I was in great physical condition at the time. And Shahid pushed me to fight harder than I ever had before. He really pushed me to my highest level. 
when the fight was awarded one extra round, what did you think? Did you think you should have won it after three rounds? I believe I had won it. And so did a lot of other people. We all thought I'd won it inside of three rounds, especially because I had knocked down Shahid twice. The reason I think they made it an extra round was because it was such a tough, hard fight. But again, we believe we had won it after three rounds. Many people say that that fight was the single greatest kickboxing fight in history. Would you agree? Well, I feel very privileged and personally proud that people from all over the world have said this about the fight. People have called it an epic match. I gave the fight everything I had using every one of my attributes to win that match. If I was in the audience seeing that match between me and Shahid, I would have said, wow. What a match. Is it still a fight, Mike, that people ask you the most about? Yes, for sure. On social media, everyone talks about this fight, not just here in Greece, but around the world. And no matter where I go or who I talk to, everyone constantly talks about that fight. After I got the chance to do the Master Ishii interview, you expressed to me your feelings of envy. But I'm telling you, the person who feels green with envy right now is me, Michael, because I can't believe you had the chance to speak with him in such an at-home kind of atmosphere. Zambides has always been a a family-oriented man, a very private man, um, outside of his commitments when he does, you know, the fights, or he did Dancing with Stars in Greece, of course, did very well on Dancing with the Stars, but he's usually a very private man. It doesn't give a lot of interviews, let alone in-depth interviews. And from the moment I contacted Mike and said I wanted to interview him for K1 Battlecast, he was thrilled. He was over the moon. He said, Chevello, if you're doing it, I'm there. Let, let's hook it up and do it. And I was so thankful to get a chance to interview Mike and get a chance to you know, go back in history and particularly talk about that fight against Shahid because that was the first time Mike has really broken down that fight ever since it happened back in 2010. You know, here we are 13, almost 14 years later talking about it. It was a pleasure. So thanks again to uh, Iron Mike Zambides for being on the K1 Battlecast. One of the great things about doing a kind of behind the scenes show like this is that you get access to information that you might not normally come across on the internet. Um, And at the end of the conversation between Mike Zambidis and Michael, Zambidis says something at the end, which I thought really perfectly encapsulated the magic of that night. Mike Zambidis says, I have to say, thank you for your commentary of my fight against Shahid. It is one of the greatest fights of all time, but what makes it even more great is your commentary. Your commentary was epic. Where did you find the energy to come up with all those things that you said? I think it's fair to say that both of the performances fed off of each other. All right, that concludes the interview, and now it's time to close out the show. This is uh, that's pretty much it for this week. We have another great show lined up for you next week. Uh, it'll be an interview. Um, we have a few interviews in the in the bag. Michael, how, who do you think we want to go to next week? You know what? I have so many entertaining interviews lined up, and next week we are going to go. I can reveal it now. All right. It is going to be I'm, – I'm going to let you guess on this one. I'm going to let you guess, Jonathan. All right. It was, is – I'll give you a clue. Okay. A former – one of only seven of them in history, a former A1 World Grand Prix champion. One of seven. Could it be 
Only seven ever won it. Could so it? Could it be? Of course, it's, it the, can't possibly be Branko or Andy Hoog. Yes, this is so true. There's five others to choose from. Well, um, I'm I'm hoping that he's the perfect interviewee. Could it be Mr. Perfect? Mm, it is not going to be Mr. Perfect <laughs> next episode. <laughs> who did you? Who did you get, Michael? You put me on the it spot. It is going to be. It is going to be. It's going to be a juicy one. The All right. 2001. You got K1 me on tender hooks here. Grand Prix champion Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. That's right. Okay. Um, you talk about a guy who does not hold back in his interviews, who does not mince his words, who has thoughts about everyone he has ever fought. Next episode, K1 Battlecast. Tune in, folks. We'll be talking to Mark Hunt. But until then. I'm the voice, Michael Chevallo in Australia and up in Japan. It's me, Jonathan Shear. It's everybody from right around the world. Subscribe to K1 Battlecast. We'll catch you next episode. We'll be talking Mark Hunt. We'll be talking the epic 2001 K1 World Grand Prix. And that's a wrap for this episode of K1 Battlecast. Thank you for joining us in the electrifying world of K1. Now, I feel a little bit bad because we had so much content this time that we couldn't fit it all in. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go create another episode. That's right. You guys are going to get another bonus episode. Bonus! I just can't fit all of the interviews and the segments that we have. So sometimes stuff has to fall on the floor. You know, you just have to set it aside. But what I will do is reconstitute it into another episode. So you're gonna get the full unedited interview with Mike Sambitas where he talks about some of his most epic fights with people like Buakao and Masato. And we have a best and the worst of the fighters who never made it to a championship belt in K1. I think this show will take about 20 minutes and it's gonna drop on December 25th as a present to all of you listeners. Remember, we update our show every Friday so we hope you'll keep an eye out for that. Also, please be sure to follow us on Facebook and X for the latest updates and exclusive behind-the-scenes content. Okay, with that, we will finally close today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.